Welcome everyone to Spaces with Josie. I'm your host Josie, the redheaded libertarian. Can y'all hear me okay? Go ahead and uh, throw some emojis. Heart with the plus sign down there at the bottom. Wonderful. Thank you everyone. I'd like to welcome my guest today, Shia of Lives of TikTok. Welcome Shia. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you for coming on tonight. I know it was a kind of last minute, short uh, notice thing, but you know we're gonna make it work. So uh, we can jump right in. So now, back in January, you were appointed to Oklahoma's State Library Advisory Committee, and the state superintendent uh, Ryan Walters had nothing but glowing things to say about you, and um, he he said you were on the front line showing the world exactly what the radical left is and lower, um, about lowering standards and porn in schools and pushing the indoctrination on our kids. And he's right. You know, we've all followed you. And this was just such a glowing analysis of who you are and you got this great job. So first, on a positive note, how did it feel to be named to such a prestigious position? report and so she's presumed to have died by falling down and hitting her head um, and you know this is sad and most people just see something sad happens and say oh that's sad and then you know move on with their lives pray for the family do whatever is necessary but there was a journal who tried to blame you uh, who was that um, uh, there was a bunch mm. I don't know which one you're referring to uh, what's the one that thinks he's a woman and has a five o'clock shadow all the time Again, there's a bunch. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, oh, was that Wall Street? You, it's the creepy guy, Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeffrey. The yeah. There's a bunch. Yeah. That was. Oh, Jeffrey Mars. He's in the journal. He's a journal. Oh, I don't know what the hell he is. He's a something. He's a piece of work. That's for sure. <laughs> that's the one that I saw. So did one come before that with like a specific journalist or a woman or anything that was like that, that started this conspiracy? Um, you know, it's interesting. I'm not sure like who was the one that started the conspiracy. Mm -hmm. uh, the first place I saw it was on the Daily Spot, mm -hmm. and that is run by this Antifa psychopath oh. uh, who like publicly posted on Twitter that he wants to come after me. That's like crazy. many times, like physically hurt me. Wow. Um, he was suspended, made new accounts were suspended. He's on Twitter now with a with another account. Mm -hmm. um, so he's like evading a suspension. Mm -hmm. Um and he he um I think he was the first place I saw it. And then, you know, the activists on Twitter with the big followings, they like picked it up and mm -hmm. then more news outlets picked it up as well. And and then I was trying on Twitter, so <laughs> <laughs> so what we do know about this, that 
like I just I've been digging through every article I could find, every everything I could find, reading the good, the bad, the ugly about all of it. So what we do know is that the school didn't call the cops or the ambulance after this happened, that she was released from the hospital and sent home, that she collapsed and died the following day. We know that they're running a toxicology report to check if she has an underlying condition, which is kind of suspect that they're doing that, um, and that the investigation's ongoing, that the suspects have not been named, uh, that the girl thought she was non-binary, but that her parents used she, her pronouns in her obituary. So you've been just dogpiled by these low IQ mentally ill activists that have been threatening your life now just for months. But every time something tragic happens, they can't wait to exploit whoever died and blame you for it. And it it's really sad because, like, this young girl died, and it's obviously very tragic. Mm -hmm. And they're politicizing her death. Like they, they were the ones who did this. And I think it's just, it's, it's, it's just imagine what her family's going through now. Like their, their young daughter, uh, granddaughter, and her granddaughter was involved. So this person was uh, probably um, had siblings as a, as a daughter and a granddaughter in the family. And 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 to watch half the country politicize her death like this, it's it's so disgusting. Um, it, it must be just absolutely horrific for them. Um, but, yeah, if, um, going back to the facts of the story, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of things are really not adding up. And um, the fact that the school didn't call the police or the ambulance, I mean, to me, there's two options here. Either, either the school is completely incompetent mm -hmm. and made a very bad decision and in that case they need to be held accountable um and change their policies and figure out why it happened or there was absolutely no reason to call the police in the ambulance like you know they the, the school saw what was happening and and made the decision that this was you know it wasn't that serious and and they didn't need to to call for, you know, to call um, emergency services. So I don't know which, you know, which one it is, but I, I assume, I hope that we'll get more information in, the, in, the, in a couple weeks. Yeah, definitely. Um, you had alluded to what we see as a lack of empathy by these people who are quick to exploit a tragedy, like the death of a child. And um, it, it feels to me, her parents used she, her pronouns in her obituary, it feels to me that she was probably troubled. Her parents recognized that she was troubled. And they also said in a statement that she'd been bullied for a long time and that the school wasn't doing anything about it. So, I mean, you know, that could be grieving parents too on top of that. Uh, we're not entirely sure if she had been, you know, these are facts that I don't know yet, but it will be interesting to see as the investigation goes on why didn't the school call the cops? Why didn't the school call the ambulance? Who were these people in the bathroom that beat her up? Was this ongoing? There's just a lot of unknowns. And, you know, there's also the presumption of, of innocence, too. Whether it's you, whether it's the three girls in the bathroom, whether it was an accident that got blown out of proportion. What we're finding is a lot of time when they do, like if you're looking at even the Kansas City Chief Parade, we just had some names released today. Um, a week later that aren't children's names that were people that 
were involved in this. So they've had these names for a week and didn't do anything with them. So now going to something like this, are they going to withhold any pertinent information that might not fit their narrative at the expense of justice for this girl? We, we don't know. So it'll be really interesting to see how this unfolds and why they're doing a toxicology report. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the whole story is very tragic and um, I do imagine they will they will withhold information. Uh, it's pretty much what happens every single time. It, we're all used to that, and and it's sad that that's kind of the standard now. Right? It took it took Stephen Crowder getting some whistleblower to, to get the the manifesto from the from the national shooter. You know, months and months and months later. Um, so like these these stories are all they're they're just all politicized. Um, but hopefully we'll get, you know, some concrete information, um, and, I mean, look, every single day there, there are sites in public schools, you know, like, how often do you see on Twitter these videos going around of these, these sites breaking out of public schools? I mean, it, it's pretty much, it's pretty much a daily thing, um, you know, multiple times a day, so... So having a site in the school, it, it's not, you know, it's not breaking news. It's, it's not something that is so uh, outrageous. Um, so, you know, what was different about about this fight? Uh, was there something different? Or was this just another school fight and the death is entirely unrelated to the fight? Which, again, is something that, that we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Where the police, you know, the, they, they, they did say that there is no evidence that that she died because of her injuries from from the fight. So, you know, who knows? Um, it's very early, um, which just makes the last reaction mm-hmm. even worse because it's like, this fight just happened. We don't have information, and they're already jumping on it and, and politicizing it like this. It's just absolutely disgusting. I agree. It, we're feeling the pendulum swing right now. We're feeling it start to swing back right, which is wonderful to get it away from the left which is just a dangerous ideology that's just infecting and killing our society um but what we're feeling at the same time is the demoralization like we know they're withholding information we know that people who need to be charged will probably not be charged well people who shouldn't be charged like uh, daniel penny for instance in new york city he shouldn't be charged with anything and he's you know being charged with with um he defended some people on a subway, you know, from a crazy person, and they're charging him because he got him in a chokehold and the guy died after. We don't know if he was on drugs. We don't know what could have caused that, but that doesn't matter. So this is demoralization that we're feeling, and the way to kind of conquer a society is demoralization, destabilization, chaos, and normality. And uh, we're kind of jumping, whatever it is, we're jumping between kind of all three of those. Um, We're demoralized about the border. We're demoralized about the trans agenda. uh, We're demoralized about the economy. And it's all kind of destabilizing. The border would be kind of primary to be destabilizing our country and creating a chaos. But they're kind of trying to force us to feel like that's normal. And once we feel like that's normal, we stop fighting back. So it's important to, like your work is important. What you do is important because it keeps us alarmed. Even if we're demoralized, we push through the demoralization and remain alarmed by what's going on. And as long as we are always alarmed by it, it cannot be normal. Yeah, and honestly, like, their responses to, to, to some of the stories and, 
and you know current events i think just just like radicalizes people even more for our cause yes and can um, you, mm-hmm. because they're so they're just they're so insane you know i agree can you tell us a little bit about this experience with oklahoma like what have you gone through um so i got this felt a little different than most of the other talks mm-hmm. um this this was a little, this was more difficult, honestly, um, for me personally, because it was, there, like, someone died, and, and that, that's always tragic. Yes. And, you know, when they're like, oh, she caused bomb threats, I'm just like, okay, you know, <laughs> yep. they, they blame thousands of bomb threats on me, and, you know, um, most of them are were probably not even, um, there wasn't even an actual bomb threat, they probably literally just made it up, we have, we have no evidence of that, mm-hmm. um, but, like, here, like, this is a real world event, somebody died, and they're blaming it on me, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's, it's sad, it's, it's, it's really sad, yeah, um, that's gotta be really hard for you to deal with that exactly of course you don't want anybody to die of course that wasn't your fault by any means it sounds like you know at face value a lot of adults failed this 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 girl it sounds like you know maybe your parents didn't get her the help she needed they didn't get her out of a school and she was being bullied um the school didn't do anything it sounds like a lot of adults in her life that were supposed to protect her didn't and that's not your failing that's their failing yeah, and, like, you have to be, your brain has to be so messed up to somehow connect mm-hmm. me with a girl in, in Oklahoma dying. Um, it's, like, it's just, it's so bizarre and and literally make, makes absolutely no sense. Um, so it was, it was also, like, very out of the blue. Usually I kind of have, like, a, a heads up when there's going to be an attack on me. Mm-hmm. This was... This was literally just out of the blue, so, um, so yeah, today, today was, was definitely a pretty chaotic, uh, interesting day, mm-hmm. um, but, I mean, we could go through, like, like, the absolute lies, like, we all know the media lies, obviously, Oh, right, right? absolutely. Um, you know, they're not so hypocrites, they're, you know, they're, they're liars, but, like, I've never seen lying to this extent, like, literally making stuff up out of thin air. What were some examples of that? Okay, so, so, so how did they connect me to this? (laughs) Um, a few ways. (laughs) One, uh, they claim that it's because I was appointed to the Oklahoma uh, Media Library Advisory Committee. So, they, I'm not, I, I mean, look, I think your brain has to be a little, um, messed up to fully understand where they're coming from, but something could, like, if I'm on the committee, then, you know, it means that there's this hateful, uh, narrative going 
Mm-hmm. Well, actually, she wasn't. She died in a hospital the next day. Yep. So nobody was killed at school. Yes. I know it's very, you know, they really wanted someone to be killed at school, mm-hmm. but nobody was. So, you know, um, I just, that's just not true. Um, she was killed. They said she was killed because these girls beat her up. Well, you know, the medical examiner said there's actually no evidence yet that she that she died from her injuries. There's zero evidence of that. Uh, they said she was attacked because she was non-binary. Again, the police say that there's no evidence that she was attacked because of her identity. So, then they say that she, crazy that the school didn't call the ambulance and the police because after she was beat up, she couldn't even walk. Mm. That is also turned out to be a lie. The school put out a statement today. They said that after the incident, which lasted under two minutes, mm-hmm. um, all the girls walked out on their own, and they were all went to the nurse and were all evaluated. Mm-hmm. So, I imagine this story is going to take a complete uh, turn yeah. and end up just being an entire, uh, you know, hate crime hoax, like most of them are. That sounds right. And the fact that they're running a toxicology report suggests maybe she was on some sort of medication or a drug or something in that regard, that they might know more information than they're releasing right now. So that's that's interesting to me. But kind of jumping back to how fucking crazy these people are. You, me, everybody in the space, we cannot hold two conflicting thoughts at the same time. We address everything with logic. We address everything with reason. And we kind of work through, if we have any cognitive dissonance, we kind of work through it until we reach a conclusion. But you can hold two conflicting thoughts when you're adopting a faith. The queer movement, whatever is happening now, this is a cult. They use, they have every characteristic of a cult. They use shame and blame to quell dissent. They alienate their members from their loved ones. They have scripture. They have saints. They have edict. They have rules. They, and it's all dependent on a faith that you're told that you are forbidden to question. And for a while, we were all silenced and kind of forced to affirm it or have the appearance of affirming it because we couldn't speak up against it. But after Elon bought Twitter and transformed it into X, we got our voices back and your voice with lives of TikTok. You're, you're using it to expose and to criticize and to humiliate this cult. And that's made you public enemy number one. Yeah, and and when it comes to the left, um, this is their this is their entire religion. Mm-hmm. It's it's the LGBT cult. Like they will die on this hill. It is embedded into every single thing they do. It is the number one priority for them in everything. So you know, it's not it's not just like. Donald Trump, not gonna lie. He might have, <laughs> oh, the, he might, know. he might take the cake on this one. <laughs> uh, 
me. I, I never expected that when, you know, even just like a year ago, I never expected that it would come to this, that like I would start being just blamed for random events, random um, violent events, or like, you know, bomb threats and now murders. Like, I'm just like, you know, what's next? If they're blaming murders on me, what are they going to blame on me next? It's, it's all a mission to silence you. And um, yeah. it's, it's to scare you into, into silent, into being quiet because you're a problem for them, but you, you need to be because what they're doing is dangerous and deadly and sick. And there's no way we want to make that normal. You know, it actually goes a step further than that. It's, it's to silence me, but, it's, but now it's become a little bit more sinister. Mm-hmm. Um, they, want me, they want me to be investigated and, like, thrown in prison. And yeah. that's, that's, that's how they want to silence me. And that's why they, they um, like, there was an NBC hit piece two weeks ago. And right when I saw it, I was like, I saw right through it. I was like, you know, this is their goal. They want me to be, they're trying to psych law enforcement onto me mm-hmm. and to try to investigate me and connect me um, to violent incidents. Mm-hmm. And um, with that NBC piece, they, they had reached out to, to FBI and to various, detectives and police departments and they were trying to get them to like admit that I'm connected to bomb threats and you know if they could do that then I can be I can be investigated I could be I guess I could be arrested um I don't think anything would actually like stick obviously uh but that's what it feels like they're doing here now right if they if they can somehow try to say uh look you know this person is very dangerous she 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 caused all these bomb threats and now she got a kid in, in Oklahoma killed. Like that that's I really think that's their that's their specific goal. Um and, and NBC actually themselves admitted it. Uh, you know, when that piece came out, the journalist went on T V and and they were discussing she she the anchor asked him, um, or is she being is she being investigated and is law enforcement investigating her? And he was like, oh, she's not a suspect right now. <laughs> and I was like, that's just all the proof that for me, you know, proves my theory mm-hmm. that that's actually what they're really trying to do. Yeah. Um, how are you, well, I mean, what you do, you, you post, they post public videos and they put them out to the world on the internet. You're not grabbing things that are private from DMs or anything. These are public videos that they post out to the world. And you see them, you find them, you reshare them. You're like, LOL, look at this. And, like, look how ridiculous this is. And everyone's like, wow, that's ridiculous. And then we move on with our lives. You don't incite anything. You're well within the protections of, of free speech. I mean, what's not consi- – so there is speech and expression that are not given protections under the First Amendment. Those include incitement, which you're not doing, defamation, which you're not doing, fraud, obscenity, CP, which they're doing, fighting words, and true threats. So, I mean, there's blanket regulations on speech, but that's just the government saying, okay, well, get a permit, you know, for a time, a place, a man, or whatever. But, and then when it comes to slander and libel, uh, those are defamation adjacent, but you're also not doing those things. You're taking their words, you're taking their videos, you're putting them out there, and you're saying, look, this is retarded. Um, and so, so lander and, slander and libel would need to be proven uh, as there's no such thing as a false opinion under the First Amendment, only a false fact. But um, many times in the name of due process, uh, the damage has already been done. So, like, for you, for instance, like, 
they, they're, they're seeking due process, you know, like for, for, for these people. And they're saying, oh, like for you, you're not, you haven't done anything yet. You know, you're, you're not a, a person that's of, uh, you're not a person we're looking at yet. But then at the same time, as this is happening, you're being defamed. And it's, it could hurt your character. But, I mean, you're lucky that your, um, your presence here has enough people who know who you are and what you're doing that hopefully it's able to defeat a lot of the damage that they're trying to do to you. Yeah, you, sorry, you cut out like, oh. for a minute in there so I didn't get the full. Um, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Sorry, don't worry, it's on me. No, I was just on a First Amendment Constitution rant because that's my superpower. I bring everything back to the Constitution. Yeah, like, I don't think anything's going to stick. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't do anything wrong, obviously, but uh, they're just trying to make my life as difficult as possible. So Yeah, the uh, punishment. It, the, the, what, what's the, how does that saying go? The, uh, the punishment is the something. The process is the punishment. There it is. Yeah. Right. That's exactly. what they're doing. They're putting you through this awful process. Thankfully, they're not charging you and making you pay for lawyers at this point. But like you said, they don't They don't have a case. You know, and I, I went through... Like, yeah. When, when I cut out, I'd, I'd gone through all the reasons why they don't have a case from a constitutional standpoint. You haven't violated any free speech that's been ruled unfree by the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. You're in the clear. Um... <laughs> But also, like the the like the FBI, they're they're also they're all politicized. So mm -hmm. it's like even though I know I didn't break any laws, uh, when it's a law enforcement, if law enforcement is politicized, then where does that leave me? It's it's scary. Yeah, it's like a the D a DA in New York City could be like, oh, we're gonna go after this person. You know, I I don't know because they yeah. break a lot of laws, and that's scary to kind of have that. It's like just kind of hovering behind you like a lot of the people from j6 they came out and said oh we're going to start you know arresting people who were within a mile of the capital now we're going to start investigating you so it's, it's keeping people afraid you know and, and citizens in a free country should not be living like they're under the kgb and that's that's what's happening right now because we have a weaponized fbi and a weaponized doj against the enemies of the state yeah i like at this point I just like always assume that they're listening to mm -hmm. to my calls and monitoring me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just assume I'm like, okay, I'm being monitored, whatever. They probably see all my emails and my texts, and, and you know, if they're following me, I mean, hopefully they're at least like keeping me safe. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone will try to attack me and they're following me. Um, I don't know. I just like, yeah, I, I, I just assume that, but I, I have nothing to hide. Um, mm -hmm. But but still, obviously, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be monitored if, we, if we've never done anything wrong. Um, but I, but it's the sad reality of what we're living in right now. Absolutely. So what are you doing to protect yourself, not from the FBI, but from just crazy people? You know, I really believe most of these people are keyboard warriors. Mm -hmm. I've never physically felt unsafe, awesome. um, and I started going after some of the people who's sending me death threats. Yeah. So. So today we, we, this, uh, this week someone on Twitter wrote that they're going to assassinate me. Mm -hmm. So, um, I sent it to my lawyer and we sent it, we, we compiled all the information and sent it to the FBI field office in that, in that city. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm just like, now I'm just like, I'm not going to let these people get away with it anymore. Like, you know, I want 
threaten to kill someone, then you're going to face consequences. So I hope that FBI shows up at her house. I hope that she, uh, I hope that she gets arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I don't know if she ever, if she actually has plans to assassinate me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, they're keyboard warriors. So, you know, probably. But if you threaten to hurt someone, then you should be arrested. Yes, absolutely. So, and what I you're doing, yeah. what you're doing is accountability. You're you're saying, okay, you're going to do this. You're going to be accountable if you come for me. If any of you come for me, you're going to be accountable. And once these people are held accountable, and it gets out there that oh, the FBI showed up at my house because I threatened to kill Shia, then people are going to be less apt to do that because they're going to be like, oh shit, she's serious. I really can't exactly. do this. Maybe we shouldn't do this. So I probably got like, I want to say probably like. 30 death threats today. Oh my god. Uh, like the last two days, maybe even more if like I'm counting all the comments, you know, that weren't sent directly to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like tons of comments on Twitter like alluding to that. So, so I'm actually like starting to go through them and posting them publicly, like, you what? know, with their photo and their account. I'm like, if anyone knows who this person is, let me know mm-hmm. because I'm going to contact their employer. I'm going to contact their school if it's like a young kid and i've done this before i, I contacted a kid's uh, mom Good. <laughs> I, I i sent her the screenshot like hey i just wanted to let you know what your son's up to he's sending me these messages uh, i just thought you know you'd want to know that, that that your son is just on social media sending people death threats um so i'll do that and, mm-hmm. and i'm going to do it publicly so people know and people see mm-hmm. uh and you need to be all accountable you can't you can't just go sending people death threats I, I can't even imagine being such a person who would send a death threat. Like, mm-hmm. as much as I really dislike someone, I would never send. I can't. I, I would. I, I don't even have it in me to send someone to send someone a death threat. I mean, these people are really, really ill. They're they're ill and they're damaged. Um, and I, like I said, I, I can't imagine. I know my children would never ever do that. But I mean, if they did, I would want that sent to me. I'd want to be told that. Um, just just as a mother, like, you want to know if your child is doing that. Um, I've, I've contacted one mother in my life, and it's because her son was sexually harassing me. Um, so that was, you know, nice to send her those screenshots. But, uh, it, you know, we, we got to do what we got to do to protect ourselves. And, I mean, you're a much larger platform, and uh, but you're still a, a woman, you know, and it, it, it is a different target that's on your back when you're a woman as opposed to being a man, especially with a large platform saying controversial things. Yeah, and, like, honestly, people are, like, accusing me of, like, doxing or or whatever, and I'm like, first of all, everything I'm posting is public. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a also, death threat, you lose the right to your your privacy. <laughs> like, you're threatening to kill somebody. Like, you don't still get yeah. to be private, you know? But even so, like, I'm not posting anything private. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I don't care. Like, if you threaten to kill me, I'm going to go after your employer. So that's just a fact. <laughs> Good. I, I absolutely fucking love that. Now, you can definitely decline, Jaya, but would you like to take questions from the audience? sounds good okay so if anybody wants to ask a question you can go ahead and request to be a speaker down there at the bottom and Wall Street will make you one um, and once you're ready to ask your question you hit the heart with a plus sign and all the way off to the right is a hand you hit that hand and it's gonna tell me you have your hand up you see Wall Street up there with his hand up now that's what that's gonna look like now if you disrespect my guest 
I will kick you out of here so fast. I may have libertarian in my name. I may be a libertarian, but I run my spaces like a motherfucking tyrant. Okay? So you respect my guest or you are out of here. Okay. All right, Wall Street, you can go ahead first. Yeah. Um, yeah, first of all, I've been impressed at how well uh, Chaya has managed this. I mean, I think she's only 29 years old. Mm -hmm. Would do his first doc a few years ago, like 27 or 28 or whatever it was. But the way she's just, you know, dealt with all this over the past year or two has just been amazing because, and she's thrived because of it. Mm -hmm. um, I think. Uh, by the way, I can't hear you right now, Chaya. I'm glitching. I can only hear Josie right now. But um, my question is, uh, uh, do you think part of why the media is targeting you so much is because they're losing their audience? I feel like this is almost like a competition and struggle for survival uh, because they're losing their jobs. There's massive layoffs happening in the legacy news media. And people like you, with a huge platform, are destroying their business model, along with Elon and all that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a few, a few reasons why they attack me. That's definitely part of it. They're, I think they're jealous. Uh, they feel threatened by me. And they also use me as clickbait uh, because, you know, they're losing, like you said, they're losing all their audience. So, who's... You know, they, no one's reading their stuff, but if they if they use my name, then I'm going to respond to it. Um, usually, not always, but if it's something like this, where I'm being accused of murder, then, then I'm going to I'm gonna respond. So so they're using they're using my name to, to get viewers, uh, because they will sell our viewers. Mm -hmm. um, but that's why I try not to, like, share links to their articles. Like, I'll start screenshots. Uh, but they don't deserve to have their article shared. And, and that's something that everybody should should take note of and try to incorporate. Don't share links to their articles. Mm -hmm. Don't help them. Like, they're, they they write these outrageous pieces just so we react. And and then they, they get all those clicks, and it helps them. So so, do, so share screenshots. Yes. All right. Uh, Wall Street, uh, Shia says, I kind of summed it up real quick. She agrees with you. They're mostly jealous. They feel threatened and they like to use her as clickbait to write their articles. So it's important that we don't um, click on their articles. She often sh shares screenshots. I'm going to go a step further and say, if you really want to read the article, go to the archive site. Do not give them those clicks. It's the Elon method. <laughs> use the archive instead of uh, their website. All right, um, and like I said, if you have a question, hand up. And these all go, I have no idea the order these came in, so I'm not picking favorites or anything, okay? All right, um, Gabrielle, go ahead. Um, hi, Shia. My name is Gabrielle Clark, and um, I wanted to first thank you for all that you do, and um, especially thank you on behalf of the Colstads. Um, they were the, I was the person that they reached out to um, to get their story out, and my team at Affirm Reality Connected reached out to all of the media sources, and you just happened to be one that picked it up, and it made the most impact, so thank you for that. Um, the Gold Feds are doing doing well under the circumstances. We found them three lawyers. We've raised $25,000, and um, they were able to reach over 100 media outlets um, because of your, of your assistance, so thank you. But my question is... <clears throat> Um, I, I filed the first federal lawsuit against woke indoctrination because I wasn't going to just let 
can violate our First Amendment rights. So have you done that in any for any of the you know, any of these news outlets that disparage you or you know what I mean? Has that ever even been an option or 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 a thought to to take an offensive position? Because and I ask this because I feel like so many Americans have decided to just give up on their their uh, you know their abilities to be able to um, take an offensive position instead of a defensive position in this in this regard. Um, when people violate your civil rights, when they when they libel you, when they slander you, all of those things, you, you know we have recourse, and that's in the form of civil action. And I encourage people. I even have a little meme that says, Sue they draws off, Sue they draws all the way off. Because I feel like we've gotten to a point where our legal system is leaning more and more to the left because conservatives feel it, conservatives and libertarians feel like it is somehow dishonorable to file civil lawsuits based on, you know, um, you know something that they can just, you know, ignore it or avoid. Um, and, and I feel like that's one of the reasons why our legal system leans so far to the left as it does is because the left are the only people setting precedent. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I'm not opposed to to using lawfare, but most people probably know that defamation is one of the hardest cases to win. So it's, it's tricky. You know, should I... Should I, I don't really want to get involved in a lawsuit that I know I'm not going to win. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Josie is much more experienced on this, on this topic mm-hmm. of defamation lawsuits, but am I, am I right? Like, I, I've discussed it many, many times with lawyers, and we, we've, we've issued, like, demands for retractions and stuff, and we're doing that now as well. I'll post about it when, when we, when I can, um, but we are are issuing some some retraction demands from some of the news today, um, but in terms of a in terms of defamation cases, they're they're really really hard to win. Yes, especially for public figures. Exactly. Yeah, and that comes down. There was a SCOTUS, uh, SCOTUS case, I think, in the '50s with New York, and it pretty much said, "Well, you're a, a government official," and then they extended it to public figures, and they said, "Like, it's really going to be hard for you to sue people." because you're a public figure and they can say whatever, the media can say whatever they want about you. And it's, uh, it, they, they have to pretty much say something, you have to be able to prove malice. So they have to say something in a way that you can prove malice. And I mean, that could be a little easier with you because they're so lazy about it at this point, but they all know that they're really protected to be able to say whatever the hell they want about you, which, which sucks. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, if somebody is saying that you're responsible for the death of another human being, mm-hmm. that's pretty. That seems you know, pretty funny. obvious, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, honey, listen, mm-hmm. that'll pay for all your activism from now until <laughs> eternity, homie. You can go put a draw off. It's easier for people. It's easier for, like, Nick Sandman, Kyle Rittenhouse, because they weren't public figures when they got smeared, and then they were able to sue and get a ton of money from those. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's harder for you, but I think you might be on the gold mine right now with them accusing you of, of being responsible for a murder. I mean, that that really can't get much more malice than that, you know? Yeah, 
table. And I mean, it's also like there, there's another aspect of like, you know, e- even if you can't win the defamation case, or like there's a blank, very likely chance you won't win, like mm-hmm. sometimes it still might be worth it to take action yes. just so that they stop this behavior. So, that, so that's another that's another thing. We, we were actually like, what? Oh, Gabrielle dropped. Okay. I'm sorry, Katie. Um, oh, sorry, Gabrielle. If you have any more, you can um, you can send a DM to me, and I'll uh, try to get it to Shia if you have another question. All right, you can finish your thoughts. Sorry, sorry, Shia. No, I think that's it. Oh, I was gonna say that we were we were actually like ready to sue the ADL, mm-hmm. um, and then they ended up retracting so we, we didn't go forward with that but that was one thing that we were actually ready for <laughs> um but we're yeah we're, we're working on some things so we'll see if there's if there's going to be any legal action that sounds good all right let me see here uh right angle news network go ahead how are you guys doing tonight good how are you uh, pretty good so i was wanting to ask you why do you think that the leftists are so willing to forego human life and use it as a tool to politically grandstand and like like they, they also do this with mass shootings as well like they, they use it as a tool for pulling second amendment rights and stuff why do you think they're so willing to use tragedies to advance their political agendas oh I can answer that they don't have So we have a moral compass. You have a moral compass. I have a moral compass. Shia does. You know, we we all have a moral compass. Um, These people in the left, they're revolutionaries, not good revolutionaries like George Washington and Sam Adams. They're communist revolutionaries. And so their their, um, moral compass, for lack of a better word, is anything that pushes the revolution forward. So that's why they're inconsistent. That's why you know they're they're flighty. That's why they, they have no consistent value system. It's it's like they'll believe one thing and then they'll take that one thing back and then they'll do something else. In, but everything has the same goal. They're they're goal oriented to push the revolution forward. And that, even if that means exploiting dead children, that's what they're going to do to push their revolution forward. Because what's that? Oh, let's get rid of guns. Let's get rid of um, dissent. Um, let's get rid of speech we don't like because of these children, you know, it's never about the fact that the children are dead. They never get, they never grieve the children. It's just about pushing forward the revolution. Now, do you guys think that they recognize that they're doing this or do you think that they don't even see it and that they're so blinded by their ideology that, that they just do it and it's like, it's like breathing to them? It's, they're programmed. Yeah, I think it's some Like some of them are, some of them are just programmed and, and they don't, you know, they just follow. They don't fully grasp it. But I think a, a lot of them are, a lot of them are, especially the ones like at the top, are a lot weird and intentional about it. Yes. All right. Thank you, Rainbow News. Um, let me see. Uh, Diligent Denison, go ahead. Uh, thank you. Thank you for hosting this. Uh, and thank you, Kai, for all your work. I'm just curious. I live in Oklahoma. Has Ryan Walters or Kevin Stitt spoken out on your behalf uh, since this has come out? Uh, today, uh, no. We, I mean, I was talking to Ryan uh, privately, um, 
he was also attacked for it. You know, they, they blamed it on him as well. Um, you know, there, there's a process for this, especially because the police are not releasing any information, and a lot of people tried. We tried. Um, I, I know others have tried. So, uh, you know, being in a in an elected position uh, like that, I, I, I think um, they're they're probably gonna wait for some more talks. Right, and, and real quick, I'm just curious, since you've been a part of the board here in Oklahoma, have you been finding a lot of material uh, that you wouldn't think would be there? Because this is a pretty conservative state. Yeah, uh, we, we've been doing some work. Um, it's, I, it's nothing there I can really talk about publicly, yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, Julia, go ahead. Thank you for so much for having the space, Josie. Uh, hi, Shia. I think it's disgusting this is happening to you, especially when you've done nothing but report the truth. I'm also really glad to see that you're holding people accountable for making those credible threats against you. What I'm wondering is how your life has changed since the left and the media began targeting you in this way, um, especially because it seems like things have shifted more recently. It no longer seems like they just want to counter your message and have you silenced. It seems like they actually want you in jail. Shai, are you there? Yeah, I'm out. Did you hear Julia, or did you cut out? No. Uh, Julia, can you repeat your question? Sorry. Sure, no problem. Uh, can, can you hear me, Shia? Oh, she might be having a connection issue. Yeah, well, what's your question? Okay, oh, you're good now. I hear you perfect now. All right, Julia, can you say your question again? Sure. Can you hear Julia? Yes. Are you able to hear me, Shia? Nope. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to bring Julia down. Uh, Julia, actually, Julia, leave the space entirely and then come back and Wall Street will bring you back up, okay? No problem. All right. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Uh, Clint, go ahead. Yeah, hey, Shia. Um, Clint, can, or Shia, can you hear Clint? Shia? It might be your end. Um, we're uh, leave, leave the space, and we're going to bring you right back. Okay? okay. Just exit, get out of here, and come back, and then we'll bring you right back up. Okay. This has been really cool. Thank you, everybody, for for being here and for being appreciative. And I want to take a minute to say that um, I'm streaming live on TimCast.com right now. So if you become a member over there, you can go ahead and watch um, my live stream from that end. So that's cool. Um, the Link for that is in my bio. All right. All right, Shia, are you there? Can you hear me? Shia, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Perfect. Oh, Clint, see if Shia can hear you. Testing, testing. Can you hear me, Shia? Yeah, hey, I hear oh, you. Perfect. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, obviously the... Uh, the reporting that's happening to you is atrocious, but uh, on a more optimistic note, I just want to ask, obviously a lot of parents have woken up to the curriculum that their kids are being forced to during lockdowns. Uh, I think that your account has obviously added to their interest in what's happening to them at public schools. I know many, obviously we've seen skyrocketing uh, cases of people homeschooling, but I'm curious if, if there has been enough you know, conservative, libertarian, aka non-crazy people that have gotten uh, involved with the student uh, or the school boards to actually rid 
Thanks, Clint. Uh, Julia, try again. Take two. Mm -hmm. Hey, Shia, uh, hopefully you can hear me now. Shia, can you hear Julia? No. Oh, no. Uh, if you can hear Julia, it, we're just trying to figure this glitch out. Uh, Julia, worst case, ask your question and I'll ask Shia. Okay. Sometimes this just happens. It's just weird. Yeah, Twitter just does not want me and Julia to talk. <laughs> yeah, Julia, just go ahead, ask your question, and I'll repeat right. that. So, so I'll just, uh, just to summarize again, I think it's disgusting what's happening um, to Shia, especially when she's done nothing but uh, report the truth. I'm glad to see she's holding people accountable for making those credible threats against her. Um, my question is, I'm wondering how her life has changed since the left and the media began targeting her this way especially because it really seems like things have shifted more recently, like they no longer want her, um, they no, no longer want to just counter her message and have her silence. seems like they actually want her to go to jail. Mm -hmm. So um, how has her life changed since they began targeting her? So she complimented you on how disgusting it is, but she's very proud of you for holding these people accountable. Um, and she wants to know how your life has changed since all of this began, especially now, they're escalating to really seeming like they want to send you to jail. Yeah, so, well, first of all, thank you. Um, my life, uh, to be honest, it didn't change that much. Uh, the only thing was, when I was, like, moving, I was like, I'm only going to live in an apartment building because it makes me feel a lot safer. Um, like, I'm, I'm not... I'm not, I don't want to live in a house, um, and I, I live in a building that has, like, 24-hour uh, security, okay. and, and, like, yeah, it, it just, it makes me feel so much safer, mm -hmm. um, so, so, like, that was one thing. I'm definitely, like, a lot more cautious when I am, like, in public, when I'm outside my house, mm -hmm. uh, like, when I walk down the street, I'm always, like, you know, kind of head on a swivel. And, mm -hmm. What? Head on a swivel. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm always, like, kind of just, like, making sure uh, that, like, no one is following me. Actually, the other day, I was driving somewhere, mm -hmm. and I was convinced this guy was following me for, like, a good, like, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So, I, and, like, these are things that I look out for now, mm -hmm. so, so I ended up, like, turning onto a side street, like, at the last second, like, going around, mm -hmm. and then, like, coming back onto on the main street. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, these are, like, little things that, that now I'm just, like a lot more cautious in general um but i mean yeah that's that's pretty much it like i, I don't i don't have like i don't have children yet so, mm -hmm. so it's not like this is affecting uh you know my immediate family um so you know it's just me and and i you know i, I just deal with these things as they come and and keep safe it's a great answer yeah, I'm, I'm just proud of conservatives that put themselves out there, especially in light of things. Like, I mean, we see the swatting that's happening mm -hmm. with a lot of prominent conservatives lately, and it's it's absolutely getting crazy, but Definitely. You know, kudos. Lips of TikTok is, is one of the greatest, and protect her at all costs. Julia says lips of TikTok is one of the greatest, and to protect her at all costs. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Shai, I want to be respectful of your time. How many more questions would you like to answer? Oh, we can do like two more. All right, that sounds good. Okay, so let's do Reliable Brain. Go ahead. Reliable Brain. Okay. Um, Vinny, go ahead. Hello. Hey, Josie. 
to meet you. I've never nice talked to you too. on here, but I've seen you on Tim, mm-hmm. and I've loved it. Oh, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I was going to say hi to Clint, but he took off. And uh, Chaya, um, it's great to meet you, too. You're, like, you know, on the front lines of the culture war, which is great. Um, and what I wanted to ask you is uh, what can we all do best to try and help you? Like, besides money, because most of the, obviously, I think we can subscribe to you and donate, but a lot of people can't. So, in other ways that other people can help you, I think hearing that from your mouth is something that we would love because, you know, everyone wants to join in and fight, especially people who are patriots. So, well, I don't look at it as like helping me, I look at it as like helping the cause um, because I'm just, I'm just a messenger um, for the cause that is something that we all should care very much about so if you want to to help the cause um i would say uh you need to to get more involved uh to be more outspoken um to keep sharing uh important content i'm not asking everyone to go retweet all my stuff but (laughs) for example like I, i put out a story today um, I don't know if you remember, there was a story out of Connecticut. This high school kid was um, was suspended. He basically like tore down uh, the tampon dispenser in the boys' bathroom, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it made. It, I mean, it was a really, really big story. So I got to interview him, and I published it today. And it turns out that the principal wanted to pressure the police to charge him with a hate crime. Oh my God. And and then he ended up backing down because he saw that that this kid was getting so much support on social media. Like that's literally why. Oh wow. And yeah, so so it's like just sharing the and, and it's not it's not like me that did it. It's everyone who shared the content and made it go viral. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm the messenger. So so it's like to just uh to just keep um, publicizing these stories um, is, 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 I think, the most important uh, because, you know, we have to just get the message out there. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, when it comes to the attacks on me, you know, helping to, to, to amplify that also uh, helps, you know, to call out the the liars and the, and the hypocrites and, and those really scummy journalists. I mean, that's always, you know, a good thing to do. So, so you know, that's, that's very helpful. Uh, but, but in, in, I mean, at the end of the day, like, to have real change, you have to, like, you can't wait for someone else to do something. Like, like really, like, sit down and, and, and like, ask yourself, what can you do? Because there's probably a lot you can do, you know? You can, you can uh, run for some local, something local like school board or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you can help uh, support some of your local candidates. Um, there's, I mean, you you can help with funding if you can. Uh, there are a lot of you know good causes that can help use it. Uh, there's there, there's just so much. So so it's really up to every single person to to just realize that. Uh, you know, realize where we're at and realize that you can't wait for someone else to do something for you and you have to actually go do something yourself. 
Yes, and what you said about school board is so important. A lot of people can't homeschool. They can't afford a private school. They, they don't have a charter school around there. There's, they might be in a really ugly blue state. And um, every decision, so you've you got to send your kids to public school. Some people do, and, you know, it sucks, but, you know, you got to do it. So every decision that affects your children goes through the school board. So if you can't get, um, if, if you're in a bad area and you can't, get them to a private school, get on the school board. It's two meetings a week or something like that and just suck it up. It's the most boring thing you're ever going to have to do in your life, but just just do it because you're going to be able to say absolutely not when they try to, to, to pass something that could hurt your children. When they try to pass a CRT curriculum, you get to say no, absolutely not, and it's not going to be unanimous. Yeah. Some of them are even are actually not even two a week. They meet like once a month. Yeah. Yep. Saskatchewan, 
we're hoping to run about 100 school board trustees to run in the election in the fall. <laughs> so follow us for that as well if you're in our province. But yeah, sorry, that's a lot to say because we're doing so much and we would like to partner with you if you're interested in coming. That's incredible, your work. Wow. That's like that's like a revolution. That's awesome. Good job, Nadine. Shai, are you there? Yeah, I, I didn't hear a word. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So she, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That this happens sometimes in spaces. I'm thinking it's the feds. The feds are on to you. Last time I, no, last time I had a controversial person, I, this happened a lot. So I'm just saying. All right. And Nadine, uh, you can break your questions up one at a time and I'll repeat them back. Okay, first one, the most important, mm -hmm. ask her if she's willing to come to, first of all, say thank you for breaking that story in Saskatoon. Thank you for and breaking we, that story in Saskatoon. My daughter is supposed to go to that school. Her daughter is supposed to go to that school. It's opening up a lot of conversation with the school. And it's opening up a lot of conversation with the school. And tell her that I run an organization in Saskatchewan that does a small portion of what she does, mm -hmm. and we're also a big part of why the legislation in our province, so we're in Canada, um, we got really good parental rights change, and our organization was lobbying hard yeah, for she's that. A, she's a lobbying organization that gets a lot of parental rights changes done in, Sask in Saskatchewan. Um, and, and we would like to bring her out. And they'd speak. like to bring you out to speak. Okay, um, and what's the second question? And the second question, to give advice for anyone who puts their neck out there, cancel culture is going to come hard, but sometimes it deters people because they're afraid of it. But she, if she has advice on how to deal with cancel culture so, so that it encourages more people, sometimes they just don't know what it's going to be like, mm -hmm. but sometimes when people have gone through it, maybe they have advice for others as well for when they go, go through it. So she's wondering if you have any advice on how to deal with cancel culture as you've been through it, and a lot of people might be afraid to speak out because they something like having to go through cancel culture might be scary and daunting and maybe seem eminent to them. So do you have any advice for those people who haven't been canceled or gone through the cancel culture on how to deal with it? Yeah, well, it's an it's a, it's a interesting question. There's, I think there's a few parts to it. Mm -hmm. um, on the one hand, you can only be canceled if you let yourself be Yes. Um, on the other hand, there you know there are a lot of people who are very much at the mercy of some insane woke employer, um, and if they get fired, you know there's there's nothing really they can do about it. And uh, I really do sympathize, and um, I would just say like understand where we're at right now in our country, and like what's the cost of, of like staying silent. Um, it's like if you're ever going to to actually like do something and take action, like now is the time because like where we are right now is it's just I think it's the most important time. Um, that being said, like I'm not judging if people are like, look, I, I really, really can't afford to lose my job um you know everyone is going through different things everyone has different situations and, and i'm not going to judge but i just i'm just like i'm just really 
She said that she's uncancelable, so they tried to cancel her husband, who's a doctor. Um, I just looked at her page. She has 42,000 followers. She does what you do up in Canada. And so she said, if you're interested in going up to Canada and uh, Saskatchewan, and um, they pay you, pay for all your expenses, all that, and uh, just, just let her know. Oh, well, keep up the good work, mm -hmm. and thank you. I'll uh, come to Canada, like, you know, maybe when, after winter. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the last place I want to be right now. Um, but uh, you can, you, I have my email in my, in my bio, so you can just email bookings at elizabethweekhouse.com. Um, but, but I keep up the good work. Great. I sent her, I sent you her, her profile, too, in case she gets lost in the shuffle. All right, cool. All right, well, thank you so much, Shia, for being here tonight. Yeah, uh, thanks for, for hosting, um, and I hope everyone enjoyed. I think it's really important to uh, set the record straight and, and call out you know, the media's lies when they when they happen, and, and I, I, I imagine there's going to be uh, a very controversial follow-up to the story. Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be a lot of retraction. And we'll, you know, we'll stop it and maybe we'll do another, when it happens, maybe we'll do another space and, and uh, regroup. Absolutely. And I'll continue doing my part of dragging reporters and ratioing yeah, them perfect. into high heaven, no matter how many times they repeat the same story. We'll get them that is like the best service <laughs> anyone in this country can do, is to just make fun of journalists. Mm -hmm. Like, please, they deserve every single ounce of your scorn. Mm -hmm. How many times did we ratio George Takai with the same story? Wasn't it like three or four times? He just kept reposting it. I'm like, no, we're going to find you every time, motherfucker. Every time. So thank you so much for being here. I would love to do another space with you. Anytime there's something you want to talk about, you just let me know. We can drop everything, do a space. And, you know, this runs, too, on TimCast.com. So if you become a member over there, you can watch this material live. Uh, or rewatch if you want. Uh, the space is recorded. If you got here late, you want to hear what we were talking about earlier, uh, just go ahead and uh, listen back once I log off. Otherwise, uh, if you were interested in any of the speakers, uh, if you want to follow anyone, you go ahead and just click their picture and follow them there. Shia, how can people support you, support your work? What's the best thing to do? Um, I mean, we have our sub stack, 
TikTok.com. You can become a free or paid subscriber. Um, and I also wrote a kids book uh, that kind of warns about some of these, the sexualization of kids issue. Uh, that is at LOTTbooks.com. What's the name uh, of it? It's called No More Secrets. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's a really good book. I'm a little biased, but like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good, it's like. What ages is that recommended for? TikTok, go ahead and follow that account for some excellent material. Um, otherwise, everybody, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you to my thank speakers, you. especially. Thank you for my members at TimCast.com. Thank you for being a member, supporting our work. And uh, everyone, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of your children, and uh, keep yeah. fighting the good fight. Thank you all. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye.